Hi, I'm Deepak and you're listening to The Meaning Quotient, a place where we celebrate human potential and stories of finding meaning and purpose. This is a story of Maxim, a Forbes 2013 14-40 billionaire, a self-made entrepreneur who built everything from scratch and then lost almost everything he built. Welcome Maxim. I would like to start with your childhood. As I heard, you started your entrepreneurship at the age of 12, is it correct? Right. Uh yeah, at that at that time I was uh, I was a programmer. Uh so I learned uh so I, I learned how to uh deal with computers and uh a couple of my friends also sold uh the programs uh, for computers um so i decided to try 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 it also at at that time it was uh uh very basic so it was like cassettes uh there was, so the programs were recorded on the cassettes and so we recorded these cassettes and sold them um yeah um advertised on the bus stations with just uh glued a uh, piece of paper and yeah very it's it was very minor thing but uh i tried it when i was 12 wow means not many people are programmers at the age of 12 so how how did it happen um i don't know i dr- i was drawn to it so i was uh, it was kind of like after school uh a program uh in russia uh, for programming and uh uh it it had very interesting teacher so the teacher was interested in me and so he invited me to his home so he uh stayed with me till very late and we we did uh the program together with him and so i was yeah it was very interesting for me at that time and i was always good in mathematics and so it's it was my it was easy for me did that experience or any other experience following that shaped your personality as an entrepreneur yes of course so i i got experience uh, very early uh and uh at that time i i needed money a lot uh just because it was uh, very uh poor uh country at that time so it was like when i was 12 it was 89 when i when i was like when i started another business it was 1991 and so my family at that time lived very poorly uh so we just we just relied on uh us aid uh even my father was an engineer mother was a doctor but because soviet union collapsed at that time um my father my grandfather uh, they lost all their savings uh and uh and even before that uh my family my father especially was quite strict and so um he i wasn't able to buy the things uh, i wanted to buy so i felt kind of like restrictions and so i wanted to be more free and more independent and so this uh, drove me at that at that time mm. uh, 14 years old i shifted to another 
uh, type of business. So I started to um, manufacture caller ID phones uh, and even hired a few people working for me, maybe like a team of around 15 people at that, at that time. Um, when you were 14, you had a team of 15 people working for you. Yeah, but they were like kind of uh, sort of outsourcers. So I, I bought uh, spare parts uh, for the phones. Uh, I supplied them with the spare parts and they uh, manually uh, manufactured this, uh, these phones. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, and I, I asked, I remember when I wanted to buy like the first phone and sell it, I needed uh, like a very small amount of money. It's, I don't remember the, the rate right now, but uh, maybe Maybe it was like uh, less than a hundred dollars, maybe mm. in, in today's money. Or and I asked uh, my family to give the, this money to me, and they and they didn't. So mm. they didn't believe. So they didn't believe uh, that I will be able uh, to make money out of this uh, buying and selling. And so I I borrowed money from my uh, friend. And that was the first. Did you did you taste your first success at that point? Uh, it wasn't like a big success, so it's. I did this uh, for a couple of years, um, but in in two years, this this business didn't. Uh, it's it's kind of demand for this kind of for these color ID phones went down, and uh, I shifted again. So I I stopped doing this in in a couple of years and didn't earn a lot of money on this. So it was like more or less, um, yeah. I earned probably the first one and a half years and then I started to lose money in the last half year. Mm. Did you, what were the lessons of entrepreneurship you learned? I know it could be difficult to just look back at that time. Uh, I think a relationship uh, with people, um, um, can rely on people, can like can rely on people. Uh, so this kind of thing, this kind of things, for example, uh, um, I started business with uh, uh, the guy. We uh, he wasn't in the same classroom with me, so we we were in the same class in school, and quite quickly we we separated. So we started, I started like 50-50 uh, and quickly we separated and I continued on my own just because he, uh, he, didn't, he, he didn't have uh, the commitment I had for this. And uh, it was difficult for me to rely on him. Uh, so this was one of the lessons. Mm -hmm. uh, many others, uh, even though even if I don't remember them, I think they are ingrained there. And did you miss miss out on childhood things like just playing on the streets or something like that? Uh, I, I I don't think so because um, I tried a lot of things when I when I was young. So I I did also other things like I was a clown, I was a boxer, I was. I played in uh, school theater, 
I went to different uh, specialized programs like mathematics, biology, mm -hmm. uh, programming. So I did a lot of things. So I, I, I never felt like I'm missing something. And where did this curiosity next took you after you went to the university? I I I continue to uh, to do business one of one in the university, and uh, like day by day, it uh, it became my major uh, time spent. So I it started from a couple of days per week on Saturdays, Sundays, and uh, soon became like five days per week, six mm -hmm. days per week, and so I. I dropped out of university in uh, in two years, uh, and it was like uh, kind of kind of uh, I failed at one of the exams in uh, in quantum physics, and I I just was uh, kind of decided that I have to do one thing uh, good rather than like two things. Uh, uh, not so good, and so I, it was. It was a hard decision for me, but I decided to take um, sort of like academic vacation um, for half a year, and then I decided to take another another year of academic vacation, and then I just forgot about that. <laughs> uh, wow. And Maxim, what was happening inside you at that point? Uh, it was more about like proving myself. So I, I sort of like set at a goal that I want to earn uh, like a million by the age, age of 20. So this was kind of like a uh, bet on myself at that time. Uh, of course, money also played some role, uh, being independent, uh, but already not so much because uh, because uh, at that time, um, like programmer earned like three hundred dollars per month, and when I left university, I already earned like ten thousand dollars per month. Mm. So, so it was I was I was doing well. Mm. <laughs> and that challenge took you really the heights, and you formed some companies. So, how how did it happen? Uh, yeah, then then I formed uh, a company, uh, uh, named it after myself, Maxus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in nineteen, uh, it was like in October in nineteen ninety-five. Uh, I rented uh, uh, the first uh, office and very very tiny warehouse. Uh, we sold personal electronics then like Walkmans, uh, uh, audio players, uh, CD players, uh, cordless phones, uh, hired for people uh, who worked already with me uh, from the same um, group from the university. Uh, and yeah, and uh, so this business started to, started to develop this business. How did your peers Took you means I think at ninety five you would be around seventeen or eighteen. 
in Russia, especially in in that uh, in that times, you uh, doing business uh, wasn't very uh, praised. So it was still I I, I was shy of uh, doing business at that time because it it still felt like some, doing speculation uh, because it was uh, communist ideology was very strong yet still. Where's the desire to be independent coming? Yeah, in my case, uh, probably uh, because I had um, a difficult relationship with my father uh, at that time. And uh, I just wanted to, because of that, because of uh, poverty, uh, because of two things, probably I, I had to, I, I wanted to become independent. Mm. And independent, you you did become. You became like one of the uh, one of the biggest retailers in Russia. Yeah. Uh, yes, but then uh, there were other uh, motives why I continued to do what I did. Hmm. Uh, so, so it was the motivation became different. Hmm. Tell me more about that. So I wanted uh, like to to do more, to be more, and so we just expanded our retail operations uh, from 1995 till 2001, maybe 2002. And uh, at that time, it was just just expansion. And suddenly, by the probably by 2004. <coughs> And by the end of 2004, I, I was kind of uh, burned out. Uh, so I I had a couple of difficult years uh, when uh, my uh, I separated uh, with my business partner, uh, uh, and I I had to start doing things I didn't like that much to do. So I became more involved in the operational part. Of retail business, uh, also, yeah, it was very challenging and difficult time because we uh, we had to grow very fast, and it was a lot of things which we have to fix on the just on the go. Uh, and uh, I didn't learn anything new through this process. So we, and when we opened uh, like 400 shops, I was, I was tired of that. So I, I was in, in a kind of like existential crisis, why I'm doing this. Uh, and uh, yeah, and started to ask these questions for myself uh, in 2005. I, I found the purpose which was bigger than the company, uh, which at that time was uh, working to um, for for the country and raising the level of uh, raising raising the country, uh, and also I I started to do things which I like more. So I restructured the management the management team in a way that I was more I was able to uh, to focus more on external uh, partnerships uh, strategy. This kind of things, and less on day-to-day -day management. 
and the third thing we we created uh, at, the, at the same time it was like in, in the same few months in, in the same few months we uh, structured the culture the mission the vision for the company with a core team with um, like 100 with 100 plus uh, top managers so I've kind of uh, structured uh, my life and found new meaning and it gave me energy to go forward mm. and what i see the you know 12 year old <laughs> uh, visionary entrepreneur who started by putting labels on buses for his, his first product becoming more serial entrepreneur by the age of uh, 18 launched a business which became one of the biggest retail chain by 2004 by the age let's say which will be 27 28 and had a crisis of meaninglessness of life or existential crisis and found out that more than for himself he wanted to do something for the country for the company for redefining the purpose vision and mission does it sound going in the right direction or i think uh, i wasn't a visionary entrepreneur <laughs> mm. so it's, 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 you normally name people like like that in, in the hindsight so when you when you do something it you don't think about yourself like that uh, and how did you see yourself that like i just uh, just uh, uh, bought and sold things so <laughs> and was very and 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 was very ashamed of doing that ah. because i because i thought that i should be a programmer and engineer and it's it's much more desirable profession uh in the in the early post soviet times and based on that you created almost an empire uh, yeah i kind of like uh, many retail companies many retail businesses uh, successful ones yeah so the first company we started i we, we it took us maybe 10 15 years but when we were asked uh, to repeat that uh for for example for the largest mobile phone operator in russia uh, to create the retail network for them we were able to to repeat that in just uh, three year three years it doesn't seem for me that difficult mm. to create large retail companies from scratch. Mm. Uh, but of course, it took me many, many years to learn this. Mm. And tell me more about this crisis of existence, as you put it. And you started thinking about doing something for the country. What were the thoughts? I thought uh, at that time I, I I was I was compelled to to have a, a goal uh, bigger than uh, the goal of the company, uh, and it came for me that what inspires me is uh, to a kind of respect to return a kind of respect to the to the country uh, and catch up with I mean, uh, Western Western countries uh, because uh, still in the beginning of, 20, uh, of 2000s 
Russia had a trauma of Soviet Union collapsing, uh, people losing everything they had, ideology collapsing. And it was a kind of, um, for me, it was, um, it was meaningful uh, to help restore this, uh, the feeling, the feeling that uh, the country is doing well and is respected. And I, I was driven by that idea. What happened? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just, uh, just had a lot of energy and, uh, and wanted to uh, find the answer of the question on the question why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so I uh, found the answer in this in this uh, bigger meaning. And you say, why I am doing what I am doing? Was it the first time you asked this question to yourself? Uh, before that, it was more like just expansion, money, being independent. Uh, I didn't ask this question. So this is probably the first time uh, when I when I had uh, this question uh, where I I didn't have the answer myself and I wanted to find this answer uh, going to this personal development training then. Hmm. And what happened after that? Uh, we, we set up very ambitious goals. Uh, we started to open many more shops. Uh, we we started from 400 shops in uh, 2006 and ended that year with 850 shops. Uh, at the same time, we were kind of exhausted, so we uh, we didn't um, we didn't reach the goals we set it. Uh, for ourselves, uh, but we knew that we were on the right on the right direction. We just started to move a little bit slower, slower, um, uh, and uh, yeah, it became it became more. I would say we became more aware as a company of what we are doing, why we are doing this. And uh, maybe not in the time we wanted. So we wanted to be very quick, like to be number one in the country in uh, three years. It took us uh, maybe not three years, but uh, probably around five, six years. But eventually we, oh, we got there. So Maxim, like regarding the question, why I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm just feeling like if you become number one in the country, it's the same expansion strategy. You know, you were expanding to become number one. Where did this answer to the question, what I am doing, why I am doing? I don't know. Uh, it was just a kind of like internal voice. Uh, which I wanted to vocalize and share with my team. Mm 
and I shared it. And it was like both of the things. So it was at the same time, uh, like the beer, the bigger goal in the company itself. And at the and it was also the desire to be number one and uh, the desire to the desire for excellency mm-hmm. and what we are doing and the desire to win. Uh, so it was both. It was desire to win and uh, doing something for for the country. And were they interrelated? Like when you were winning, the country was also winning. Um, I think so. Uh, at the same time, I we didn't like analyze this uh, a lot. And my personal goal uh, just stayed as my personal goal, so I never returned to that uh, publicly. So I once declared it in in 2005, and then it's sort of like it was like kind of my internal guidance, and why I started more and more projects uh, after that. But uh, we didn't analyze this uh, inside the company. And can you share what was that personal goal? Kind of this uh, fuzzy mission uh, to help raise the country, uh, to to help restore the country. And uh, this was my personal uh, my personal mission, but again, I I didn't measure myself against it, or I didn't hmm. uh, I didn't look for like the better ways to do this. The, I I just used different opportunities uh, and different ideas which I had uh, at times. Hmm. Yeah, and you do you did become one of the major contributors of the economy as i understand and then you you were in a position to do something for the country is it right we became uh, one of uh, largest retailers in the country probably one of top 10 retailers in the country uh, at the same time i Yeah, I didn't. I became uh, well. I became interested in politics uh, in 2011, uh, 2012, uh, when I was upset with uh, Putin's Putin returning as a uh, for for the presidency. Uh, yeah, I started to become more involved in politics and started to become to become. I became very interested in the in that field as well. Hmm. And uh, were you able to make some impact there? Uh, we did uh, the project uh, for uh, transparency in elections. We did the project for uh, participatory democracy, like uh, helping people to participate in uh, regional and city budgets voting for uh, city budgets. Um, so we, we created the platform for kind of like for social activism, for, for political activism. Uh, and 
yeah, so the, the, this is what I did. I also um, took some some part in supporting a candidate uh, a, a arrival to Putin uh, in uh, in elections of 2012, probably. Yeah, in, in, in the elections of 2012. Yeah, but of course, of course, uh, it wasn't like winning or it wasn't like uh, it wasn't successful in a way. But I think we we had our impact. Uh, in, yeah, but in terms of like victory, of course not. Hmm. And then something happened and you lost a lot of what you have built. Right. What happened? I think uh, we became very, oh, I, I and then the group itself, the group also, we, we became probably overconfident and we started many, many new projects. Uh, and like two largest ones, the bank and e-commerce company, uh, they took a lot of investment, which was uh, much higher than, and to to make them, uh, I I decided to borrow money, uh, pledging my shares in the group, and uh, I wanted to keep control in the group and didn't want to bring the company public uh, because at that time the markets weren't very favorable. Uh, it was like uh, a European crisis after Greece. So I decided to finance this growth uh, with different sort of uh, uh, credits. Uh, economy crashed. So because all Western investment stopped, after Crimea invasion, uh, then uh, Russian rubble devaluated uh, from uh, 30 uh, to US dollar to 80 to US dollar in, in the same year because it was oil oil prices went down. So we just weren't weren't able to finance uh, the growth of our companies, which were yet. So some of them needed uh, needed kind of like late late stage venture investment which wasn't available at that time in Russia at all uh, and uh, yeah and uh, one of our creditors um, decided to uh, take control of the company they sold they sold uh, the debt the debt we owe to them to our competitors and then I lost, uh, I lost uh, control in the group. So this is what happened. Mm. Um, and yeah, this happened in the beginning of 2015. Does it have to do anything with your activities of, of the political front or they were completely different things? Uh, I think, no, they, I don't think they are related. At least I don't know anything about that. Mm. And what were your feeling when this happened? Uh, of course, of course, uh, very hard feelings uh, because it was kind of it's probably the same thing as 
I don't know. It's like kind of like a death of the of the child. So it's something which you in, invested a lot of your emotional energy and uh, energy during twenty years, and suddenly uh, some of uh, some of the projects you built it just uh, disappeared. Some of the projects you built it. Uh, became very different from what you wanted of them and how you saw them in the future, especially in the terms of corporate culture. Mm. Uh, and so they became opposite uh, to what I wanted them to be. Uh, so it was very, uh, very sad uh, feeling them. Any, did you have thoughts about the question of existence again? Existential crisis, which you have had in 2004. Why I'm doing what I'm doing? Uh, the meaning, which I, which was important for me from 2005 till 2014. So that meaning was lost uh, after Crimea uh, because uh, I decided that uh, if I make if my work makes Russia stronger, uh, it's dangerous, and I don't want to participate in what uh, Russia and Putin is doing with Ukraine and Crimea, uh, and so this meaning was uh, was lost, uh, and I didn't want to do what I I did before that. Uh, I don't know if it's. Uh, Incidental or not, that I I lost my companies in the same year, but uh, the meaning which the mean the meaning was lost then. You know, this was a very defining moment. You know, as, as you mentioned, it as you put it as death of a child. There was something you were building up for this particular moment, and then you just lose everything right then how did you get back emotionally uh, I started to, uh, to learn more about myself. So I, I started to uh, spend more time on the things I, I loved in the childhood and which I missed. Uh, when I did business, I started to read more. I started to learn more about myself. I started to, uh, yeah, and I started just to build uh, new things. Uh, in another country, I left the country. Uh, yeah, but of course, I'm I'm kind of uh, still recovering from that uh, because uh, I miss uh, like the big opportunities, the big influence, and the impact I had uh, uh, when I was in Russia. So I'm still missing this, and. Uh, and uh, so this this recovery is kind of continuing continuing so it's not fully done mm.
do you see this as a blessing in disguise or how do you see this bankruptcy happening to you i see this uh, as a as a blessing in the sky again on the hill side and just because i i learned uh, so many things um uh, from that and because i i had many uh, mystical experiences and i had a lot of uh, i kind of became better person out of that uh, and uh, happy person out of that uh, so and i got experiences which i wouldn't be able uh, to get staying in russia uh, and uh, so for me it's a kind of like second life in a way uh, being in the uh, in u.s for me plus three years and it's kind of for me it's a kind of like opportunity to live a second life because if I so changing changing the the way I was working uh, dramatically and uh, from this from this point of view yes it's a blessing you know I, I just want to repeat what you just said that uh, after the bankruptcy you have become a happier person yes <laughs> can you share a little bit more how it has changed you as a person uh i think i i became more connected with people i i started to have more time for my kid mm-hmm. my wife uh reading a lot of interesting books uh spending more time in the nature uh and being more connected to to friends and more connected to people around me just understand understood much more about uh, myself hmm. what did you understand about yourself I think I understood that uh, I'm not uh, the most important part of the universe and I'm not like the offer of uh, everything I'm doing and so there are forces there are bigger forces at work and I have to align myself with these uh, forces mm-hmm. Did you find a new meaning in your life? Yes, I've decided uh, uh, not to limit uh, myself uh, in in the borders of one country and not being like very patriotic to one country. And uh, so, but at the same time, the things I did. uh in in Russia I'm still interested in so I'm interested in uh, personal development I'm interested in uh, culture share, cultural shifts I'm interested in uh feeling the sense of separation and creating trust between people increasing 
happiness, joy. So I'm I'm still in, interested in um, in doing things which improve our well-being and help people flourish. So hmm. all all the same story. All, all the same story. Maybe retail doesn't seem retail and financial services doesn't seem now as the best the best way to make an impact in this in this field so i'm i'm shifting my efforts to something more aligned with these uh, aspirations hmm. you know so maxim you know somebody who has founded one of the biggest companies in russia started from nothing a purely self-made entrepreneur and then losing it all and finding a new meaning in life how do you see your life continuing going forward i think uh, currently i'm i'm uh, trying to be very aware of uh, the signals or a sense to me uh, so what I like to do, what I don't like to do, how do I feel myself when I'm doing this or that? I'm I'm trying to say yes uh, to very to a lot of things coming to my life, and yeah. So for me, it's just being more aware of uh, signals. I feel more free now mm. and more aligned. You know, from this perspective of freedom and alignment with the universe, being in the flow, as we look back into your life, do you have any message to give to the people who might be in a desperate situations like you, like bankruptcies or something else where they lost everything, maybe death of a child? I think... Uh... I think we, when we find meaning uh, in things, even in the most uh, difficult uh, situation, in the most uh, painful events, find lessons in it for, for ourselves. I think uh, uh, it makes us stronger and it makes more, us more aware. And I would say, I would say, Look for the meaning in what happened to you. Hmm. Wow. You know, your, your life has been such an inspirational journey. The journey of finding meaning in life. And I'm really looking forward to where it take you, where it take us together. And I'm, I would like to be part of this journey with you. Okay. Thank you, Deepak. Thank you. Rudyard Kipling, in his poem, If, said, If you can make a heap of all your winnings and risk it to one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breath a word about your loss, yours is the earth and everything in it. Maxim redefined losing 
by winning a new meaning of life. The passion with which he built an empire got only overshadowed by the happiness he found when he lost it. How would you define winning and losing? Through financial value or human value?